Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another edition of the Inside Carolina Post Game Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and Congruity HR. Taylor Viplis, North Carolina wins 79 to 70 over NC State. Game felt, uh, we, we texted about it, a tale of two halves, really. Um, but it was just interesting to me, and I'll get your overall take here. But my overall take is Carolina's ability to flip the switch, but conversely, the inability to do it for 44 minutes. Your overall thoughts. Yeah, I think first, uh, a win is a win in, in the ACC, especially with, with this North Carolina team now moving one game away from clinching at least a, a share of the ACC regular season title. And you, you hit a lot on uh, some of the talking points that I had where I think it, it took North Carolina a while to realize that they were in a fight in this game. And the defense does have the the capability to flip a switch and get to an elite level. But there's times when you're watching this UNC team that on the defensive end, the the attention to detail and and the fire defensively dip so drastically. And there really aren't a lot of teams in the country that are are good enough to overcome it. So I think when the the moment where the game kind of switched for me was early in the second half, you get the the tie up with with Elliot Cadeau and, and the NC State player. And that you, you see Harrison Ingram immediately step up and, and try to get in, in guys' faces. And that was the point of the game for me where it kind of clicked for this North Carolina team to realize the the intensity and the magnitude of, of a game like this and the fight that NC State was going to bring. And from that point on, it, it felt like it was all North Carolina. And I think one of the plays that kind of highlighted that switch in mentality there was a, a play probably three minutes into the second half where R.J. Davis is playing defense on the perimeter and you get a loose ball and it's a 50-50 ball rolling towards uh, half court and, and he's diving on the floor trying to trying to get possession back knowing 
what every possession kind of means for this North Carolina team trying to to cut the deficit and take the lead back. And when when you have your ACC player of the year as the guy who's kind of setting the tone and getting on the floor and showing that there really isn't anything that he, he won't do to see this team win, that's when this game kind of started to switch for me. And when, when this North Carolina team is clicking, they've kind of shown that they can play with anybody. And at the, at the end, they had just had way too much talent for, for an NC State team that looked pretty outmatched. Yeah, that's what I thought watching the game overall is like this, this NC State team's got a few players. Um, DJ Horn's going to get his for the most part. He didn't in the second half. Horn was virtually shut down in the second half. But the problem with North Carolina's defense is that other guys were getting theirs. Uh, you had, um, what's his name, the Taylor kid making shots. You had North Carolina. Hubert Davis has talked a lot about, and I think this is a relevant point for you and I to discuss here, Hubert Davis has talked a ton about making your presence felt on the defensive end. Guys feeling you, um, being physical with guys. If they hit tough shots, like uh, I think Syracuse is the team they play that just hit tough shots yeah. consistently. Um, but NC State was getting open looks, and you just can't allow that. And that's what concerns me. North Carolina beat NC State together today because of everything you just talked about. Um, more talent too much um, abilities. R.J. Davis didn't have a great game, but he still had 14. But the defensive end for North Carolina is the key for this team to close out this ACC regular season win um, that Hubert Davis made known definitively that it is very important, but also to advance in the ACC and the NCAA tournaments. When we're watching them play defense, and we're gonna talk a lot about the good here in a minute, but I wanna stick here on this defensive end. What are you seeing on the defensive end in that first half? Is it effort? Is it the attention to detail that Hubert talks about all the time? Is it something else? Is it the other team just bringing it more? I feel like every team Carolina's played lately is desperate and Carolina hadn't really matched that at least early. Um, they did late and get the win, but your thoughts on the issue specifically, um, if it is just one thing, one or two things. Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of one, the other team that comes into the Dean Dome, or if North Carolina is going to their place, they they see the the name on the front of the jersey and know what a win for a team um, would do. If if you beat a team like North Carolina, you you beat the Tar Heels, and you're one of the lead stories on Sports Center. You're you're going to get your name in, in the bottom ticker, and for for a team like State or a team. Um, any any team that's that's on the bubble, what a what a win for North Carolina does for you when it immediately jumps to the top when when they're showing your resume and and your good wins. So I think a lot of teams come in with that mindset, and North Carolina, it, it's tough to to bring that mindset on on a game to game basis with with how much is asked and demanded of of these college athletes. And I think part of it is meeting the the challenge that the other team is kind of bringing to you and when a team is kind of bringing that fight to you but also i think some of it is the the lack of attention to detail where you look at the miami game Keyshawn george is is one of the best shooters in the acc this season shooting over 40 percent from three and a lot of his looks there there really wasn't anybody attached to him so when when you look at like what what's the biggest difference between the first half in the state game and, and the second half in the state game, 
One, I, I think North Carolina did a, a much better job controlling the ball offensively, and NC State wasn't able to capitalize points off turnovers. So you look at the first half, State had 13 points off turnovers. Second half, they only have two points off turnovers. Uh, so that was the biggest thing because a lot of times your, your, your best offense is good defense and, and that transition defense. And then secondly, I thought Carolina in the second half did, did a much better job ramping up the pressure. They were getting into NC State's hip. They were forcing NC State, a team that's pretty good at taking care of the ball, into turnovers. And when they're getting Morsell and Burns and foul trouble, both of them had four fouls before the under eight timeout even happened. It felt like when that stack keeps going where NC State's, you know, 0 for their last eight and then it's 0 for their last 10, 0 for their last 12. I think it got up to 0 for their last 15. It felt like every possession, North Carolina was putting doubt in State's in State's mind. And, and as a result, State was playing uncharacteristically and trying to force things. And North Carolina was able to build their lead from, you know, down, what, seven at halftime to eventually getting it up to where Carolina was winning by double digits. Yeah, when you look at the second half box, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. NC State, 6 for 27 from the field in the second half. DJ Horn, 1 for 7. O'Connell, 1 for 5. Taylor was 2 for 5. He did have 10 points in the second half. But Carolina's ability to turn it on. And, you know, I, I wonder often what the halftime locker room looks like. Is it a bunch of farts and filibusters and whatchamadoodles going on in there? Or is it just like, look, guys, you, you know how to play this game. You, you Go do it. And I think... Whatever was said, North Carolina certainly did a 180 on that end of the court. And we're talking with Taylor Vipolis on the Inside Carolina post game. of course. North Carolina 79-70 over NC State. One game away from clinching at least a share of the ACC regular season. Notre Dame coming into Den to the Smith Center on Tuesday night for senior night. Armando Baycott, Cormac Ryan's definitive senior nights. And they got the win today in this rivalry game. I Taylor, when you look at the flip switch and they've got to figure out how to play 40 minutes, but let's talk about some positives. And you mentioned Elliot Cadeau earlier. Um, that's great. I love when I see a team show some fire. Like, do not let another team come in and try to push you around, especially on your home court. That's one reason Harrison Ingram's been such a boon for this team to have, is that he has had the ability to have that intensity. But Cadeau got pushed around a little bit, gets knocked down. He did get a call on Marcel. He may have used up his one push-off call in his favor for the year, but um, he got that call. But his ability to control the basketball game, he hit a three, he gets to the rim almost at will, just sort of speak to his growth and how important he is going forward because he has got to be on the floor for this North Carolina team. Yeah, in terms of importance, it – to me, he's he's the guy for this team, um, especially with the way their their offense can can kind of fall into some lulls at time. And I think that's part of the reason why they they struggle to close out games or, or they struggle to maintain leads because this offense does have the the capability to just disappear. And I think when when he's out there on the court, you have a, a much better chance of having. A, a smoother operation offensively because I, I just marvel at the way that he could he could break a defense down with with his dribble um there there was that one stretch in the game in the second half where defenses know just how good 
he is, and you mentioned it, he he can get kind of get to the basket at will off the dribble. And on back-to-back possessions, he found Harrison Ingram on a cross-court skip pass for three. And then the, the very next possession, he wins on, on the dribble again. And he kind of finds he he feels RJ's defender kind of sag off and he hits him over over his shoulder kind of and RJ steps into the three. And when when you talk about why RJ Davis is playing at an ACC player of the year caliber level, first team all American caliber level, like it, it, it's in part, I think one is the maturation of RJ Davis, but two. RJ's comfort level being the the off ball guy and and not being the person who has to get others involved as heavily as maybe he would have had to do last year when when the offense was running more through him at, at the one. So I, I think what Ellie Cadeau kind of does for this team is, is kind of settles everybody down and everybody kind of knows like, hey, this this kid is going to put us in in the best chances to to score and, and do what we do best for the offense. So um, you look at what Cadeau does in this game. He's bringing it offensively from from a scoring standpoint now with with 15 points. He has a 7-2 to two assist to turnover ratio. He's grabbing rebounds. He, he's showing that fight. He's showing that chippiness. Um, I, I kind of liked it when, when, he, when he's talking to the refs and saying, like, hey, like, you're going to have to start giving me some calls. Like, I, 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 I know – uh I'm a, I'm a freshman out here and i know that i might not get the best whistle um but he especially that that one where he he slid in and, and took a charge so i you're you're really watching ellie cadeau grow up in the season i know it's something the broadcasters always say at this time of the season where it's like he's a freshman point guard but he's, he's really not a freshman anymore he, he's just a point guard and i think that's kind of what you see from ellie cadeau where Earlier in the season, he he has some struggles, and I don't think he's a, a perfect player by any stretch, and he'd probably be the first to admit that, especially uh, on the defensive end at times. But um, what he brings for this team offensively, you, you really couldn't ask for for much more. And when when you tell me, like, this team goes on a, a Final Four run or this team goes on a run to win the ACC tournament, the, the biggest thing for me would be, what Ellie Cadeau does offensively raising the ceiling and and what Cormac Ryan does offensively. Those are, those are the two biggest X factors for me because it feels like, you know what you're going to get from RJ Davis on, on a game to game basis. And then you know what you're going to get from guys like Armando Baycott and and Harrison Ingram in that secondary and and those third kind of roles. It's an interesting take there. And I've, I've agreed with you for most of the year about, um, you know what you're going to get from Baycott and RJ Davis and all Baycott um, somebody tweeted at me, said, uh, you know, five years in, he, he still can't make a layup. And watching the game in the moment, I don't disagree sometimes, but then I think this man has 2,000 points. He, he's made quite a few layups in his career at North Carolina, um, but he does struggle against size, as a lot of people do with, with very little lift. But he gives you what he gives you, and the free throw shooting this is what is so wild to me is that if you look at Miami game, Baycott's one for six from the free throw line. Carolina almost melted down with tonight, 23 of 27, and it basically iced the ball game. Um, again, North Carolina 79-70. Shout out to the 400-plus in here. Um, do me two favors, folks. I want you to support Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, either online or on Franklin Street. Go give them all your money. And if you're an inside Carolina 
premium subscriber, you get 10% off your order. And also go to congruityhr.com front slash Tar Heels, get a free assessment for your small to mid-sized business. I've said it before, I'll say it again. They grew their business into a national, North Carolina base, but it's a national business. They can do the same for you. And third thing I need folks to do is hit the like button. It helps us with the with the algorithms and all the fancy stuff with social media. So hit the like button on this video. There's 430 plus in here. Need to have at least half or more than that likes smashed. It's right there on your screen. Do it for us and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. What else, Taylor? I mean, I want to talk about Harrison Ingram. What was he? Three for 13 against Miami. Did not play well. Um, tonight, he, he's the heart and soul again. You know, RJ doesn't score 42 points. Didn't have to because Harrison Ingram showed up. The only thing he, the only minor negative for Harrison Ingram is sometimes when he's tapping the ball out on the rebounds, he doesn't have to knock it back into the bleachers on the other end of the court. But he almost hustle. started that fast break for NC State. <laughs> really, it was like great outlet pass, Harrison. Um, but it, you know, it, his ability to get in there and get his hands on dang near every loose ball. Um, he's big, he's physical, but when he's hitting shots, he had twenty-two points tonight, eight for fourteen, two for five, six rebounds. He'll probably tell you he he needed to have more rebounds than that. But he is this guy, and this is why I think his play. If I had to pick a guy that Carolina really needed to go along with Cadeau, RJ, and Baycott, I think it's Ingram. Um, he does a lot, even if he's not scoring. But Ingram's play tonight, really the difference. NC State didn't have anybody that could handle the, the total package of Harrison Ingram. Yeah, I think Ingram – I think in my mind, Ingram is a lot more of a, a consistent player than what you get from – either Cormac Ryan at times or Elliot Cadeau at times. So I almost don't even consider him in that conversation. But when when he does have a game like tonight where he's a 20-plus per game scorer, like he, he's going to raise the, the ceiling of this team. And I, I think what, what I love the most about Harrison Ingram and what he brings is when, when we talk about the, the lack of attention or, or not coming out with a certain fire – like you, you really can't say that about Harrison Ingram. You can't tell whether he's having the best game of his life or one of the worst games of his life because every time you look at him, he, he's bringing the same intensity and the same, um, the same focus and the same passion on a game-to-game -game basis. And I think that's why a lot of fans have kind of gravitated towards him. And and I've heard a lot of fans tell me that he's he's their favorite player just because of what he brings. And I. I he, it's a game. This is a game where you could look at the box score and be like, "Yeah, Harrison Ingram was was Carolina's best player." But I, I think the thing that kind of separates Ingram and, and what makes him really special to this North Carolina team is all the work he does that you can't tell just from looking at a box score. The the loose balls, the tip outs, the you know Elliot Cadeau getting into a NC State player's face and Harrison Ingram being the first one there to to defend him. A player goes on the ground for North Carolina. R.J. Davis takes a hard fall, and Harrison Ingram is, is the first guy picking him up. Just the the willingness to to put your body on the line on, on a consistent night-in, night-out basis, it, it's impressive to see what he does. And I think this is something that you have to give the coaching staff a lot of credit for. Like, Obviously, they're they're targeting good guys in the portal, and, and he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a former – McDonald's All-American, and if if I'm not mistaken, before he went to 
um, Stanford, but the the way he's fit in on this team culture culturally, I, I don't think anybody could have could have seen it fitting a, as smooth as it has, and him kind of growing into probably probably the, their most vocal leader, either him or Cormac Ryan. Yeah, Ingram's just and he's he he comes across as just a great young man, but the intensity on the court, you that that's that's what's needed every minute of every second. Uh, every second of every minute of every game for this North Carolina team, especially here, Carolina with two regular season games left, Notre Dame on Tuesday and then at Duke, of course, on Saturday afternoon or late afternoon. Greg Barnes sniping from the Twitterverse. UNC has won 38 of its last 44 games against NC State. That's 86.4 winning percentage. Um, everybody always talked about Roy Williams wanted a piece of NC State anytime he had the chance. Hubert Davis is certainly carrying along that tradition. I, I, when you, when you read those numbers, it's got to be tough being an NC State fan. (laughs) When you read those numbers, I can't even like fathom, like just getting up for these games and being like, you know what, maybe, maybe this is the one. It feels like you're, you're rooting for like a Premier League team that's just like in the, in the relegation battle the entire season. It's like, Hey, if we steal one point here, we're, we're going to go out to the bars and, and go crazy. Uh, yeah. I shout out, shout out to those fans because I think it takes a, a special kind of fan. Yeah. Uh, it almost felt like I was watching space jam or something, you know, it, it, unless my movies are losing, like, didn't they steal the players' abilities during yeah. that movie and they couldn't play? You had DJ Horn throwing in everything he could throw in in the first half. Second half, he's throwing it in the bleachers instead. I mean, just six made baskets for State in the second half. It almost makes you forget how terrible Virginia was against North Carolina. Virginia doing their best to uh, give Duke confidence going into the last week of the season. I don't even want to mention that score. It looks like a bad football game going sideways. It's, Virginia's going to need a lot more possessions to get back into this game. <laughs> they need to play the NC the All Star rules, the, the NBA All Star rules, where they start throwing up four point baskets, five point baskets. Maybe you can get some half point, ten pointers, half court, ten pointers. But anyway, Carolina solidifies their space in first in the ACC. Like I said, beat Notre Dame on Tuesday night, which is not a given, but Notre Dame has has been. Um, questionable at times but they do have a couple good wins you do that you solidify yourself as a at least a share of the acc regular season taylor closing thoughts here carolina does it again against nc state i mean you you get what you allow carolina allowed them to have a good first half but they clamped down in the second and certainly turned it on winning by nine close us up here get us out of here yeah, I think when this when this team does lock in, they they've kind of shown that they're that they can hang with anybody in the country. They could beat anybody in the country, but they've also shown in the, in those stretches that when their attention to detail isn't there, they're just as capable to to be down seven to NC State to lose to the the Georgia Techs, the the Syracuses. Um, so it's really about this team locking in and kind of playing a a, a more complete game and. When you look at the pieces that they have, R.J. Davis, the ACC Player of the Year, Armando Baycott, a preseason All-American, Harrison Ingram, Cormac Ryan, Ellie Cadeau. I thought somebody like Jalen Withers gave gave the team a, a great minutes today off the bench. I think when Seth Trimble, too, I, I, I do think Seth played a, a pretty good game today off the bench. 
you're looking at this North Carolina team and they have the pieces to be a, a really, really great team. And I think one thing that fans also have to do is not just view this North Carolina team in the prism of I'm only just watching this North Carolina team. If you watch every team in college basketball, every team in college basketball has their flaws and, and things that people in their fan base can kind of nitpick. But when it, it kind of matters who can do it the most consistently. And when you look at this North Carolina team who has been in the top five for a pretty large chunk of this season now, they've kind of shown that who they can be on a, on a more consistent basis than a lot of these teams in, in the top 25 or else, you know, they, they would be falling out of the rankings uh, or they would be falling down the rankings more. So I, I think that's kind of my, my closing thoughts with this North Carolina team that they could beat anybody and they could sure lose to anybody on any night. But I think more often than not, they're going to put a, a better foot forward and, and prove to everybody why they're they're the first in the ACC and a, what I think is a, a pretty legit contender to, to make a Final Four type run. Indeed, that's Taylor Vipolis. It is March and that's why it is madness. It, but the thing about in March... You don't have to outrun everybody. You just got to route and run the other team on the other side of the court. Carolina does that to NC State, seventy-nine to seventy. And and the key to a good March run is you need the. I, I love Tate Frazier's podcast. You need the Kemba candidates. Yeah. And R.J. Davis is the prime Kemba candidate for for a player that can kind of get hot in a tournament and, and carry you on a on a six game type run. So I think that's another thing in in Carolina's favor. Yep. Of all people, Mick Cronin. UCLA coach throwing out the RJ Kimba. Let's get it done comparison there. Carolina wins first in the ACC. Notre Dame on Tuesday night, senior night in the Smith Center. And then on to Durham. It's March. I can't believe it. It's March the 2nd, folks. Time flies. Enjoy it. Enjoy the NC State win. Get ready for Notre Dame as a fan base. I'm sure Carolina will be ready on senior night. A lot to go around on that night. A lot that you'll get from Inside Carolina. Shout out to Adam and Jeremiah and Evan and everybody in the Smith Center. Jim Hawkins' ridiculous photos every night. Um, he's got some of that Harrison Ingram dunk photos that I'm sure you'll see on the site soon enough. And always Taylor Vipolis locking it down here on the post game with me. I'm Tommy Ashley. That's Taylor. Shout out to Johnny T-Shirt. Congruity. Shout out to everybody that listens to us. Hit the like button, folks. And stay tuned to Inside Carolina for much, much more. Thanks, everybody. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.